We got something real nifty, yeah? Real nifty five, y'all, on hood. Or should I say, real spotty, like a spotty issue on hood. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On this week's show, we're going to be sharing with you the results of our rookie drafts. Not mock drafts, not pretend drafts, not like a conversation in a vacuum, but things that this man and I have actually put in play. Now, I know him as Jerry Sinclair, but you know him better as the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, how the hell you been, man? I am fantastic. What do you mean? I mean, this is rookie draft season. I got stuff going on. I Even as we are sitting here talking, I have a lobby up here on my left side. So if I get too close to the camera and you get a good look at these nose hairs, it's because I am trying to figure out a trade for James Cook. Should he potentially fall? So hopefully they are not watching this right now. Otherwise, they know the plan that is coming. How are you, my friend? Oh, there's going to be a lot of James Cook talk on tonight's show. Um, a lot of rookie talk in general. Just things that we've learned, players that we've invested a lot in personally. Uh, we're going to talk James Cook. We're going to talk running back versus RB late in the first. We're going to do a lot. But before we do, just want to thank you guys for the support over on YouTube. Uh, seeing people continue to join the channel. I know a lot of people go to YouTube for shorter content. As soon as one of us gets a chance, we're both pretty busy. Jerry is getting ready to relocate. About what? Eight hours away from home? Uh, yeah, a little bit more. Eight to ten hours, and yeah, I'm it's, wrapping it's up. Like, it's like straight west, but which is good. It's, it's, it's like, dude, you live in Detroit. It's like southwest from, from where you're at, like ten hours. I, I, see, I thought that too, but I looked, and it's almost like I have to go a little south of Lake Michigan, but then it, it almost looks like a straight line on Google Maps from a national view. It's weird. You know, Iowa is sneaky north in this country. Yeah. Like when you think of like northern states, you think of Minnesota, yeah, right. North Dakota. But yeah, Iowa is sneaky up there as far as it relates to the north. That's Jerry. I'm wrapping up my busy season at work. And but again, the support on YouTube has been tremendous as well as on iTunes. We had a tremendous week last week, Jerry, of downloads and support across all of our shows, whether it was the Dynasty War Zone. Dynasty War Games. Uh, I think Loki, the sneaky, not say the best, but the show that I really enjoy is the Rookie Rundown. 
Dallas does a great job with the rookie content. He keeps it a little bit shorter. And I, I think that's a really fun podcast to listen to. That usually drops on Mondays. This past Monday, he did some IDP love. Can't forget our redraft brother, Kyle, dropping it on Thursday. So four days a week, Monday through Thursday, of great stuff. And we really appreciate it. But, uh, Jerry, before we get into the the content, you sent me a, a tweet this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's rookie season, like I mentioned before, which means there's a lot of horse shit floating hey, around out there. And, and we got to handle it. When, uh, when Jerry sends me a tweet, it's usually either he wants to make a really bad shitty trade or... He wants to make sure that we have content for everybody's favorite segment. And uh, I am keeping a little bit of a file because I love it when the show's interactive. I love it when the listener DMs me at DWZ Memphis. You DM me a bad tweet as it relates to Dynasty. We'll take them. You can send it to at DWZ Memphis. You can send them to at Jerry Sin. That's Jerry S-I-N on on Twitter. And we'll save them and we'll put the best on the air because – we don't go looking for good people with bad tweets, but they damn sure have a way of finding this, Jerry. They sure do. Well, this one right here was sent to me by Jerry Sinclair, and tonight's good person with a bad tweet is Joseph Herf at Joseph Herf NFL. Mr. Herf states, I'm taking the Chicago Bears weapons over the following teams. Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers. Now, Jerry, I'm going to give you the honors. That's a golf term, but we're going to use it here for a football podcast. I'm going to give you the honors. What was what was your thinking when you saw this tweet? What was the offensive part? For one, just having that much confidence in what the Bears have. In what world are you living in, and what have your eyeballs seen? Randy, what do we... Randy specifically, if you see somebody that has a prospect as their profile picture on Twitter and then they're tweeting some fluff about them, probably don't take it serious because they're way too, you know, overconsumed in that person. And this this person is a Bears fan. And I get it. You want to troll a little bit because you took a shot at the Lions and you took a shot at the Packers and, and a bunch of other teams. What do the Bears have? Randy, let me ask you that question. You're you're a person who's good at fantasy sports. What do they have that makes your nipples get harder? Well, I, I, when you sent me this, I, let me go to the beginning. When you sent me this, I read it and I, I paused for a second. And my initial reaction, as always. I mean, I, I was like, what, what in the hell is this guy thinking? And I start doing the math. First thing I go to look at is I go to his his profile page. Now, if you go to Mr. Herf's profile, let's make sure and tell you what Mr. Herf does. Now, he's at Joseph Herf NFL, content creator at Bears Goggles On, co-host, Fireside Bears, graduate of Illinois State, Justin Fields, QB1, we are so back. So what I realized is this is not an analyst this is a fanalist what in the hell was he supposed to say i i don't know mr herf he's got a blue check mark so good for him congratulations but i just i just so forget the bears for a second okay with with the, the houston texans i i got 
Brandon Cooks, who is one of the most undervalued assets in Dynasty and fantasy in general, for that matter. You've got John Mechie um, and, and not a whole lot else. So I'm going to give that the leg up over the Bears. Tennessee, Tennessee, not too bad because they've got they've got Robert Woods. And then he did go back and, and retract Tennessee because he forgot about Robert Woods. They got Traylon Burke. So you have a first round pick and a proven veteran in Robert Woods, plus a former pro bowler at tight end now in Austin Hooper. So I'm going to give the leg up to Tennessee. Jacksonville, serviceable veteran, Marvin Jones. You've got uh, overpaid Christian Kirk. LaVisca Chateau. So, so that's the one I may give him. The Ravens, you got – I'll listen to the Ravens. you got Rashad Bateman, who is yet to score a touchdown in the NFL, if memory serves correctly. Mark Andrews, but Mark Andrews trumps everything on the Bears. So I'm going to go Ravens. Lions, TJ Hawkinson, better than any Bear. Amon Ra St. Brown. You just drafted um, my boy Jamison Williams. DJ Chark. DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. Green Bay Packers, again, another another close one with Robert Tanyan and Lazard and Sam. But you've got you've got Equinemius St. Brown. You've got Cole Komet. You've got Darnell Mooney and 37-year-old Vellis Jones. What the hell are you thinking, man? That's what I thought. I was just like, I went through the rosters. I did the math in my head real quick. I'm like, this is terrible. I mean, maybe you put the Bears ahead of the Packers. Maybe you put the Bears ahead of the Jaguars. That's it. Yeah, I, that's, that's it. sort of where I was too. You know, what What was it? You know, I'm a big Marvel fan. You know, Killmonger. Is this your king? Who's your king? Darnell Mooney? Fifth round guy? Speedster? That's your king? That's your ace? That That's who you're going to? He's the worst, best receiver on any of these teams. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I mean, it may be close. I, I, I was honestly – I was honestly flabbergasted. Could not believe it. Yeah, you you you're killing me too right now with that mouse clicking. By the way, well, sorry, I, I I'm I told you I was. Trying, it's because it's right next to the mic. I'm trying to make a trade, and they keep picking while I'm trying to offer. But they're see, not see, this is guys. live. This is why you watch the YouTube feed. <laughs> I may or may not edit this out of the podcast. But yeah, man, I'm sorry, Joseph. Th- th- this is a horrible take. You know, th- this maybe is what the Bears fans tune into. But this is terrible. You know, I, I don't want to go to a content creator who lies to me for the sake of for the sake of clicks, downloads, making me feel better. Fandom. Fandom uh, blown it, smoke. It, it, it kills me. Now our own Neil Gray, the official administrative assistant here at DWZ and all things keeper of the patron. He wanted me to light you up. Maybe I will save that for next week. But speaking of the patron. That's where a lot of this uh, rookie content we're going to talk about came from tonight. Patreon, how have your patron drafts been? We're going to talk about them here in a second. Uh, Juicy for the most part. Uh, Pretty diverse. We're going to get into it. But the one thing I was going to say is earlier you said that, you know, uh, Dallas likes to keep it short on the rookie rundown. Where he does not keep it short is in the patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone group meet chat. Just saying. My man has honestly been one of the most active people because everybody's got questions for him. It just it is the season, and he has been wonderful for everybody. I've been reading the absolute hell out of it. Love every second of it. Just to just to continue that promotion a little bit. And as much as I want to continue to promote Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, can I go into a mini rant real quick? Yeah, shoot. 
Now, I speak with a forked tongue because I was this person. I was this person. Now, for a lot of you listening, if your rookie drafts are going currently, watch your hurry. Why are you in such a hurry? Jerry, everybody's like, hey, you're on the clock. (laughs) Well, you're the worst at it. So that's why Unfortunately, this is why people have eight to 12 hour clocks. I know. I know. I'm busting your balls. I hear people you. Have, but, but I've realized this because I have learned from the error of my own ways. Now, for those of you that have been in leagues with me before, you've been, you know, I've been like, come on, hurry up, hustle up, let's go, chop, chop, chop. Come on, t- time's of the essence. But I realized this for a lot of you, especially in home leagues and smaller leagues and non quote unquote industry leagues, this may be the most active your league is going to be until training camp. And maybe, maybe even the most active your league is going to be until start of season. So instead of rushing through this, why why wouldn't you savor it a little bit? Get out there, get some action going, you know, throw out some trades. You're going to see more trades during your rookie draft, whether it lasts one day or 10 days, you're going to see more action, more people willing to make more moves than ever. And when you rush people through it, you don't have time to calculate moves. So just a little mini rant as a, as a, as a reformed, you know, you know, you know what they say that there, there's no bigger uh, prude than a reformed prostitute. That's me. <laughs> I, I, I am a reformed prostitute as it relates to rushing people through dynasty startups and dynasty rookie drafts. Jerry, that's some good advice for the people out there. As a current and probably forever prostitute, I am a pick quick guy. I just, I get, if I can't get the trade done in 15 minutes or I don't get an offer in 15 minutes, I'm picking because I see the notification, Randy, and I get too excited. Well, I, like mean, I, I, I mean, I wait all year to do these drafts and you want me to wait? If I could open all of my Christmas presents the night before, you want me to wait to open my Christmas? I can't do that. I just, I, I cannot. Well, unlike Christmas presents, you're not going to trade. You know, I, I, I get, I, I get, just you know, hitting the button. I was on the clock That's today because my sister asked for terrible gifts. Otherwise, I might have. But I, I was on the clock today at like the four oh six in a rookie draft. I just hit the button, but like at the two oh six, why not field offers? Why not I ask hear, questions? I hear, listen, I give it, I give it fifteen now, twenty minutes. No, I will unless agree, I forget. I will agree with sometimes. you. I will agree with you that the further you get into the rookie draft, the faster you should go. Ain't nobody want that five eleven chief. Wrap it up. No, yeah, no. But but but, but pick, when you're like at the one hundred eight and you're at the one hundred eight in a class like this and you absolutely hate this class, there is nothing wrong with taking a little bit of time. And now I, I'll be honest, I just went ahead and made a lot of picks. I only made a couple of trades during rookie drafts because I was so busy. And I knew I wouldn't have time to DM and make, you know, but as we get deeper into the season and more drafts to come, I just wanted to share that on behalf of the people, Jerry. No, I, I ain't mad at you. See, I mean, I'm not a person that's going to get mad if people take their time. Yeah, the I, I don't care. You know, I, I'm also a psychopath and have a lot of leagues, and I know you do too. I'm always drafting. I'll be okay. I, and it's it's May. Like, it it makes a right. uh, friend of the show, John Bosch, member of the DLF and the DTC, just a great overall dude. He helps with uh, – the Scott Fishbowl Toys for Tots purchasing every year, which sounds like fun, but when you got to go to Target during the holidays and spend like 15 G's on toys for kids, it's an awesome effort, but a lot of work. And uh, God bless him for doing it. But John runs auctions. He runs a, a series of leagues called Auction Addicts. 
He runs it on MFL, and I absolutely love it. You all you literally have to do is you bid on a player, and if that if that player you last the highest bid for twelve hours, that player is yours. So whether whatever time zone you live in, as long as you remember twice a day to check on the auction and your players, you can always get in a bid. I love it. This draft's been going on for about ten days, and we're winding up, but but it's been really good. And again, I've seen more trades in this league than ever. So. Please enjoy your rookie drafts. It's uh, it's not a one-night stand. It's a relationship, and you should uh, enjoy it. But, Jerry, let's get into what we want to talk about, man. Our rookie uh, rookie drafts. How many rookie drafts have you done to date? Uh, probably about eight-ish, I think. So maybe right around half of my leagues. I think I'm in like 22 or 23 leagues, so I'm not quite half, but I'm getting there. I, I'm inching towards it. Like I, I, I didn't want to call out your math skills there. No, I majored yeah. in history. I can, I can you, speak you multiple can, languages and do that kind of stuff. I can't do math. You can certainly but I, I mean, tell. I'm in one now. I mean, you if you're listening to this podcast, you heard me clicking. All those Randy. clicks? <laughs> so, so just I, have, that, I have the mouse on my leg now, so you can't j- just notice that the that, that you're suffering as a listener of the Dynasty Warzone. All those clicks was for the betterment of Jerry's teams. Yeah, I'm selfish. That, I mean, but that that's not the first time I've we, said we, it. it. Won't be the last time. And here's the thing, Mister Young. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got the man I wanted. Who'd you want? The the same guy we're going to talk about later. We well, talked let's about just, last let's week. Let's just leave the show with it. Go ahead, baby. Because he's my number, he's my number one most acquired rookie to date. My very first rookie, Jerry and I are going to talk James Cook. I think the guy over the weekend that might have been the most polarizing of any of the rookie that that I saw from probably Thursday through Monday. Yeah, and and, and let let, let me say I, I I understand where people are coming from. You know what I mean, like. He, he took a big rise. He wasn't necessarily the uh, the Debbie Darling prospect that everybody knew was going to be at the top after the draft. But then he got good draft capital, and he's got a good situation. And he's a good pass catching back with Josh Allen there. I mean, and, and he's fallen. Okay, we, we, covered, we, 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 covered, we covered it last week. We covered it last yeah. week. Good athletic profile. NFL lineage in the family. And I'm just trying to figure out what the downside is. So I did some research. I'm going to share that in a second. Now, I have gotten I have gotten through nine drafts. I think I've got James Cook in six of them. Now, I do real well with Dynasty Shocker, I know. But I've gotten a lot of James Cook, and I've gotten the majority of my James Cook between 110 and 202, right there in that pocket. Now, I saw over the weekend on the Angry Bird, that there are people out there taking James Cook with the 103. Now, I'm a James Cook fan, I believe, but there's a difference between being a fan and being a lunatic. You know what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah, I mean, I get it. But here's the upside. Here's the upside. There is no wide receiver, none, zero, zero point zero, less than zero wide receivers that you're going to take in that pocket of picks, whether it's Christian Watson, whether it's Sky Moore, no matter who it is that is going to give you that much equity that quick. I drafted James I drafted James Cook, let's say 111 on average, 111 in a lot of leagues, okay? okay. If people are paying the 103, the 105 for James Cook, I've literally gotten a half a round of equity out of James Cook in a week and I've not done nothing. Nothing. I've sat here and this is why I'm always going to lean running back. 
It's why in the second round. We'll talk about Zamir White here in a minute. I'm going to lean running back because in the third round, you know what I can do? I can drop my mouse like Jerry or, or I can trade for Adam Thielen or I can trade for the aforementioned Brandon Cooks or, or I can trade for Tyler Lockett. You know why I like Tyler Lockett? A little side note. Why? Because he's still good at football. He's a nice little wide receiver three on a bad team that's going to be behind, throwing the ball a lot. And when, not if, but when Cleveland cuts Baker Mayfield, Seattle's the odds-on favorite to land Baker Mayfield. And if Baker Mayfield lands in Seattle, which wide receiver do you think Baker's going to best connect with with his style of play? So those are the kind of guys that I can get late in rookie drafts with late seconds and early thirds, which is going to allow me to continue to invest in running backs. That's why. It's an equity play. I could literally cash out some of my James Cook roster shares right now, make a profit, never do anything, Jerry. Listen, I, I mean, I just took him at 205, which is silly. Absolutely that, that's stealing. Silly. That's stealing. Was, I mean, it's it's a contract league, which I, I ended up trading my 2023 20, first for him. But it because of the contract, I probably wouldn't have done that normally. But I so I get him at 205 prices because it's a rookie draft so you you get locked into their pay scale so i'm paying him two million dollars a year and i think i had our budget is probably like 200 million and i'm paying him two million for the next three years so that does i'll i'll piss away a first round pick for that but randy how high would you take well 108 109 right i mean that that's my cap you going earlier i wouldn't yeah i would i i I, I, I don't think i don't think it's crazy and it would depend on I which think there are too many me, red flags with all of these wide receivers. I, I I'm don't, glad you said that. I'm I, glad I, I, I did I, some research. Okay, give me the research then. So I went back to 2017. Okay. And I took the range that I've been getting. Which might as well be a century in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Well, this is the whole thing. This is why people don't do as well as they think they do in rookie drafts mm-hmm. because they don't look at history. Yep. So let's go back to 2017. Are you ready? Yep. All right, in two thousand, the one ten. This is now. This is per fantasy football calculator. Okay. I don't know that they're sponsored or working with the uh, fantasy footballers, but their logo was on the site. Okay. Fantasy football calculator. David and Joku in two thousand seventeen was the one ten. Deonta Foreman the one eleven. Zay Jones the one twelve. Juju Smith Schuster the two o one. Kareem Hunt the two o two. Evan Ingram. The two hundred three. This is at a twelve team, a twelve team format. Yeah. So, um, I, I see a plus one for the wide receivers in Juju and a plus one for the running backs in Kareem Hunt. Although at one point they were both probably going top five in a startup. Let's yeah, that's uh, fair. let's sashay to the same range over in twenty eighteen. This is a big wide receiver year, by the way. Yep. Uh, the one ten was Calvin Ridley. I call that a hit. Ironically, in a 1QB, which this format was, Baker Mayfield. You had Cortland Sutton at the 112, Anthony Miller of the Bears at the 201, Michael Gallup at the 202, Christian Kirk at the 203. I think it's a mixed bag of wide receivers there. I think Calvin Ridley had had the one monster year, and then all these other guys had one serviceable year. Is that fair? Yeah. All right, let's go to 2019. 
2019, the 110 was Devin Singletary. The 11, Paris Campbell. The 12, TJ Hawkinson. The 201, Debo. The 202, Justice Hill. The 203, Hollywood Brown. A um, couple of busts. And people are just going to point to Debo in there because he had the great year last year. But then the two yeah. years before that weren't all that. Nope. This is again, this is a case of recency bias. Ah, Debo, big, big winner. Not necessarily. Devin Singletary, been an RB2, very usable yeah. flex. Um, let's move to 2020. Okay. The 110 was Jalen Rager. The 111, Joe Burrow. The 112, T. Higgins. The 201, um, Brandon Ayuk. The 202, Antonio Gandy Golden. The oh, 203, boy. Tua Tungavailoa. Rough year that year, Jer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's wrap this little exercise up with last year's. 110 through 203. Elijah Moore had some flashes, but I'm going to give that grade and incomplete. Yep. Terrace Marshall, Buster Rooney. Yeah. Michael Carter was okay, but he just got usurped. Yeah, he got neutered. Rondale Moore. Justin Fields. Yeah. This is one QB. Trey, yeah. La- Trey Lance. Kadarius Tony. Yeah. You see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The odds of the odds of hitting here, regardless of what position you take, is very difficult. Yeah. But I will point back there are two examples of guys that were in this range that went on to be highly drafted. One was Juju, one was Kareem Hunt. But I would say over the last five years, Kareem Hunt has held his better his value better than Juju has. In that time frame. For sure. But both had a couple of good years. And I would argue that had Kareem Hunt not did what he did, he would still be much <laughs> yes. more highly valued than Juju. 100%. He would be drafted where Dalvin Cook is. And, and again, the I, I, there is no right answer. Listen to the names that I've read from five draft classes. This is a dead zone of the draft. This is the spot. But again, Jerry, do you know what scarcity means? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you know what abundance means? I do. Now, I've, I've got an entire podcast recorded for our patrons over at patreon.com about this concept that I'll be dropping tomorrow on the patron feed. But do you know what position in the NFL has the most abundance given to us as dynasty players? We use four positions, quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receivers, which one of those do we get an abundance of talent at every single year? Well, Mr. Young, that would be the wide receivers. Okay, so so very good, and they almost feel like they're they're single serve. Yeah, you, you know, you know, um, uh, we love Chase Claypool, or we did. We love Deontay Johnson, but what did the Steelers do? They went out and spent good draft capital on George Pickens. Yeah, it really feels like that the wide receivers. If you don't hit pretty quick. They're going to keep adding them, and the NCAA is going to keep giving them to us year after year after year. And as dynasty gamers, again, um, I, I use a, I, I mean, I don't really subscribe. DTC, the official trade calendar or calculator, excuse me, of the dynasty war zone, that's something that I support. Um, but you go to DLF or like follow Ryan McDowell, look at the top 12 running backs in a startup. Do we not need more running backs? I've said this no. before. 
We need more running backs. And to and and to end this point, that's why Dalvin excuse me, Dalvin Cook, that's James's brother. That's why James Cook, in some cases, as crazy as it is, is going to 103. Take the equity. Take the layup at the 110. Yes, he could be the next Keyshawn Vaughn. But you know what? He could also be the next Alvin Kamara, who, by the way, went 109 in, in, in his rookie draft. I'm not saying he's Alvin Kamara, but you know what he and Alvin Kamara have in common, Jerry? What's that? Two good running backs who were drafted on day two, drafted to really good franchises, really well ran, and that's where I'm going to take a shot. I'm going to take the shot there because, because you know what? I, I can – and and again, if you're tr- if you're drafting in the 110, 111, 112, you probably already got a good team, which tells me you've probably already got some good wide receivers. But you can always add to that stable of running backs. Because anything can happen to your stable of running backs at any point. Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins. Should I consider to keep going, or does that prove the point that running backs get hurt a lot? You can never so have enough of them, and that's why I'll go ahead and go to my next guy, guy that I, I've. The more research I've done, the more I like him. And that's Zamir White. He's a guy that I've wound up with a lot of. What are your thoughts on Zamir White? I have a ton of them just for the fact that running backs can gain value a ton. Like, you know, we talked about a little bit last week. Josh Jacobs didn't get that fifth year. This is a new regime. This is a new era in Las Vegas. And I believe you said it last week that he was the first offensive player that they took or the first skill position player that they took. It's got, Correct. It's got, they, they went out of their way to get him. So, I mean, I, I like taking a shot on him. I have quite a few shares myself. Again, you know, listen when the NFL speaks. You know, new regime. You know, they, they, they gave Josh Jacobs. Now, I like Josh Jacobs, by the way. Me too. He is He has more than lived up to his first-round dynasty Absolutely. draft. He's had two white uh, RB1 seasons. He's had two top 12 at the position for a season at the running back position. That's one more than Joe Mixon, by the way. One more. He has done fine as a first-round dynasty pick. But you know what? The GM gave him the middle finger when he said, no, nah, we're not picking up your fifth-year option. And then they went to the other middle finger when they said, hey, you know what? We're going to – so we have we have like five picks. You know, we got five picks. We're going to go with a guard, offensive line in, in Raiderville, always a little sketchy. So you know what? We're going to draft a guard. Oh, very next pick, running back. Not wide receiver, not defensive back. They're pretty shitty in the backfield in, in the defensive secondary, running back. This tells me that Zamir White, great 40-time great speed score above average burst score he's certainly a guy even if he gets a a 30 percent rush share this year i think he's a guy that has a ton of value and remember this as memory as memory serves me well josh jacobs has missed at least multiple games in every season the first three years which speaks to volumes to his ability to to be an rb1 multiple seasons but i just can't get enough of zamir white late in second rounds I, I, I'm with you. It, that's just the spot where you, you should do that every year, whether it's 2023's version of Zamir White or last year's version of Zamir. You just, you take, that's your, your James Robinson, where you, you can take a guy and just hope that he gets that big boost that you want. And then you can flip him for whatever you want. And, and if he doesn't matter, who cares? It's a second round pick or a third round pick, even in a lot of these drafts. So uh, what other guys have you been like surprised by? Like maybe going a little bit earlier than you than you thought, falling further. 
uh, people have reached on? What else have you seen in drafts? I, honestly, the I feel like the first 10-ish picks, maybe, maybe the first round, is pretty chalk for the most part. It's all about the same people. I haven't seen tons of patterns outside of one and two, which is sort of what we talked about coming into it. You know, it, it, we figured Brees and then Kenny, and then it was just going to be a, a cluster of wide receivers, which it has been. I've been seeing Trey McBride creep up some draft boards a little bit. I, I feel like when we first started this, like right after the NFL draft, the first couple of rookie drafts I did, it was sort of the later second round. And I've seen him creeping up in a lot of drafts into the 202, 203 range. I feel like people just are not confident in the depth of this draft. So they're just, they're taking shots on tight end, which I, I'm, I, I don't think it's egregious. You know, I, I mean, he's, he's got competition, but his competition is old and gets hurt quite a bit. So I, I'm fine with it. You know, we've, we've talked about Trey McBride. I, I, I know you like him. What are your thoughts? For, for is, me, is, is it, is it too spicy for you? No, I'm, I'm, a lot of our patron leagues are super flex, tight end premium. Yeah. I'm looking at one of them right now. Uh, Trey McBride went at the 204. And, you know, that was in a, a little bit earlier than Rashad White. And I know Rashad White is a guy that a lot of dynasty gamers, a lot of dynasty services like. Here's my issue with Rashad White in year one is he needs a Leonard Fournette injury to really I, – I understand the concept that Ronald Jones is gone. I do. But I also understand the concept of Thomas Wayne Brady. I think it's Wayne. If not, it should be. Anyway, it's I, I, I know that Leonard Fournette's back because Tom Brady wants him back. Tom Brady wants his dudes. I think Gronk will re-sign at some point because Tom Brady is not going to be chasing his potential final Lombardi with a rookie running back in the backfield. Go out and look, and I'm sure there'll be someone who digs up a stat in a five-week window where some rookie running back had a great partial season with Tom Brady. But more often than not, Tom Brady does not like veteran skill position guys. He, I'm excuse me, does not like rookies. He Rookie. wants vets. Yep. He wants veteran skill position guys. So I like the talent. I just didn't love the landing spot. I really didn't. Now, that's not to say that, yes, in a year, Rashad White could take over for Leonard Fournette. You're right. But I also know that next year's running back class is really deep and really strong. And the odds of getting competition if the right guy falls makes me really nervous. So um, back to Trey McBride, perfect taxi stash. And if you have Zach Ertz in a tight end premium or a must-start two tight end, wonderful pick. An absolutely wonderful pick that really fits with what this offense wants to do. You know I'm a Trey McBride guy. I would have loved for him to land in Indy. But for me, this is a three tight end class. It's Dulwich. It's, um, oh, my God, Woods, who landed with the Colts, Jelani Woods, and McBride. I could really care less about anybody else. I, I tend to feel the same. As far as Rashad White goes, mm-hmm. he's, he's another guy you can just take those swings on. You know, I, I'm, I'm not mad at anybody taking a shot on him because Leonard Fournette does get hurt. Leonard Fournette is 26 years old. He could abs- absolutely end up in that situation. So I'm fine with that. And he's going in a pretty valuable spot for, for the most part. So I, 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 I don't know if I have any of him personally, but that's just because I've sort of moved up from that sort of range and tried to get up a couple spots so I can get one of the first-round guys. But I, I'm not mad at anybody for that. And to be fair, he's almost athletically a mirror image 
of Zamir White. Similar 40 score, both sub 4-5. Good speed score, excellent burst score for Rashad White. They're both a little bit older than your traditional running back. But remember, this is still one of those final draft classes that still had some impact from COVID. Yep. You know, he, he potentially stayed an extra year because of COVID. So I'm not going to hold the age against him. Uh, very good target share score in college. So a good receiver. They didn't bring Giovanni Bernard back. So there are things to like. But from a running back standpoint, outside of uh, Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, I think we've covered most of the big ones. But even then, late in the third round, um, the, the is it Damian Pierce? Yeah. The, the guy from the Gators. Now, someone's, I think it was our friend Addison Hayes said, if he couldn't beat out LaMichael Pirine at Florida, what makes you think he can beat out Marlon Mack in Houston? Which, yeah, my, my bigger concern with Damian Pierce getting to start right away is the old stodgy head coach, Lovey Smith. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair too. I mean, but, you know, take shots on running backs too, because they, they, can, they can amount to, even if you don't like them. You know, there's, Jerry, there's a chance that they gain value immediately and you can flip them immediately. You know, I, I didn't have time to do that much research. I mean, I do have a real job, but I, I, w- I would, yeah, I, I know it's, it's the worst, but I, I would love to go back and look at the guys drafted around where Elijah Mitchell went, went last year yeah. or even Khalil Herbert, all of these, not all of, but all of these running backs that we're mentioning as high as James White. Rashad White, Zamir White, Barry. Oh wait, well, he doesn't play football. But but all these guys, Dana White, all these guys that play running back. When you take that swing in the second, third, late first, fourth, that's a much better dart throw than than, than the wide receiver. Although, were there any second, third round wide receivers that that you fell in love with and and you came away with uh, a lot of shares of? Uh, I'm going to be honest, no. Not really. Those are so. If you have them, go ahead. But that's just like I said. I was trying to move up into the second, into the late first, or into that sort of. I mean, if you want to call it like George Pickens, like if you like a, a two hundred one, but not, not really. Honestly, I did not have any love for this class, which I have not been quiet about. But my my actions went with all of my words. I can assure you of that because I really don't have tons of them. In the leagues that I do have third and fourth round picks, I've just been taking, you know, either, you know, Jelani Woods, who I have a shitload of, um, and then the running backs, just hoping that they can gain some value. You know, a guy that I've been I've been picking up in the the third round range that I really see potential for is Jalen Tolbert, wide receiver, okay. Dallas Cowboys, yeah. out of South Alabama. Uh, day two pick, it was the third round. Yeah. But just a guy that I just – you think about the offense. He's got good speed. He's sub 4'5", four, 4'5", five, four, five, um, Not a special athlete, but not a bad athlete. Per player profiler, he comps to Adam Thielen. And I start looking around Dallas. I mean, what does Dallas have left in the receiving game? Obviously, C.D. Lamb. We all love C.D. Yeah. Lamb. I, I love C.D. Lamb. You yeah. have Michael Gallup coming off of a late-season ACL. Dalton who's, Schultz. Who's always just been, you know, okay – and I see, and, and, but with Cedric Wilson gone, Amari Cooper gone, I see a real role for this guy. And this was a team that people were talking about. Could they draft a wide receiver in the first round? Sure. You know, there was the the theory Burks. that Jerry could be going trailing Burks in the first round. I, I don't mind. I mean, again, it's 
like the light version of my conversation around James Cook. Good offense. Dallas has one of the best offenses in the league. Is there a spot for him? Is there a role for him? Yes. What's the competition look like? I mean, this guy could easily wind up being third on this team in targets. Now, is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. But why would I want to, you know, draft a, a late wide receiver flyer? I see like, like I love him. Alec Pierce of my Colts. I'm a big Colts Mm -hmm. fan, as you know. Yeah. But what does his volume look like? I mean, at least he he could at least be maybe second on the team in target. So I, I can I can see it. But man, I just love Jalen Tolbert and where I'm getting him in that mid third range in rookie drafts right now. I've scooped up a bunch. Yeah, I I mean I probably have one or two maybe, but I, I, I honestly the only reason I have is because he's a cowboy. And honestly, that's the sort of question that you should ask yourself with every pick in every rookie situation is what does the competition look like? What is the role? And are they going to be able to beat it out, you know, quickly? And that is how you should handle a situation. I mean, and that's that's why I sort of like James Cook. Not to loop it all back in, but we're just going to have one giant theme about, you know, value in, uh, this week. I, Devin I mean, Singletary's not great. Zach Moss isn't great. So if he's good... He's going to get the role, and he's going to have the starting job in Buffalo, which is a great offense, and yada, yada, yada. And I don't want to put this guy on such a pedestal that he could never live up to it, but every year there feels like there's that third-round wide receiver that just has a a great rookie season. A couple years ago, it was my man Terry McLaren. Before that, one of the very first guy in all the years we've been doing this podcast that I've touted forever, Cooper Cup. Loved him as a rookie, lived through all the vitriol, and, and uh, he'll never be that good. Again, I'm not saying Jalen Tolbert's Cooper Cup or that he's Terry McLaren, but he's a guy in that third-round range that I absolutely love. I'm scooping up. Did it work last year when that guy for me was James Palmer? No. No, it did not. But you know what? I, I love third-round wide receivers. First round, second round running back, third-round wide receiver for me this year, it's Jalen Tolbert, Jerry. Cool with that. I, I ain't mad at you. You give me David Bell? Oh, sure. Go what? ahead. Then we'll talk. Oh, David, David, David Bell's going way too soon for that. Uh, I have, I think I have two. I think he's probably in the 202-ish range. You had, you had a question. I want to hear your question. Well, then we'll talk Dave Bell. Well, I said I said I wasn't mad at you. Um, so I want to know, is there anything that you've seen that makes you mad? Like, what, what is, what has anything been pissing you off in these drafts that you've seen? No, I'm... It's it's a rookie draft. I mean, we're all speculating. Again, I, I just read you five years worth of player data. Once you get past like 102, 103, 104, 105, it becomes a dice shoot. It really does, which I'll just, before I get into David Bell, it makes you wonder, why, why the, I'm just going to say it, why the fuck do we love rookie picks so much? Well, it, it, it depends on the year too, right? Like I, I, mean, I, I, I gave you five years. I, I, I get it. And, 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 I get it. And those, are, those are the back end, though. I mean, at the front end, the, the hit rate is a little bit better. I see people doing some real buffoonery. Of course. Some of real course. buffoonery with picks. Yeah. For I, sure. I, think, I think the move is if you're not in love with a guy and just like a stud, like I like Chris Olave, but are you super excited? Randy, I'm not excited about any of them. I'm I mean, are, are you pushing about Christian Watson? Some, no, 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I am certain that several of them will be very good. And we will be talking about them in 2024 and 2025. And we'll be talking about them as vets getting replaced by wide receivers and the, the, the you know, all the stuff that's going to come with that. I got no idea who it's going to be. And, and I think a lot of these guys are not awesome. There's too many red flags. Said it once, said it a thousand effing times. I am not upset by just about any pick. Now, I've seen, uh, used to do the graphics for Dynasty Warzone, Maddie Big Chest. He told me he was in a league where somebody took Isaiah Spiller 103. Now, I didn't believe him, and he pulled that mother effer up, and sure shit, Isaiah Spiller 103, which, listen, that that's nonsense. That's the, you're, you're a psychopath. But for the most part, I'm fine with anybody doing anything because I really do think this year has been a crapshoot. I could make a case that every single player that's going to get drafted in the first round will not succeed this year. And I can also make a case that every single one of them will be awesome this year. It's just it's a tough it's a tough class to judge based on the places where they got drafted. And I feel like there's a lot of people that are trying to, you know, pick whichever click they want for whichever player they want. But in reality, I I truthfully don't believe anybody knows. I believe that from the bottom of my heart with this class, that it is a total gamble with all of them. This is going to be such uh, a tough class. And there'll be a lot of uh, hot dogging and grandstanding out there. But oh, I, want to talk sure. about, I want to talk about David Bell. Okay. Just give me all the David Bell. And you got your checkbook, we do, or your checkbox. We do this every week. You ready? Yeah. Good quarterback. Okay. A good offense with a good offensive head coach. Should be. Maybe, maybe, maybe not super. Not maybe not super high volume passing, but a good offense. But but maybe with Watson. But okay, I believe I believe Amari Cooper in the final year of his contract. Yeah. So probably won't be there next year. This is a team that had no draft capital. When when did they draft Mr. Bell? Uh, pretty early. Was it their first pick? I, I believe he was their second pick. Okay. Uh, again, targets. Jarvis Landry gone. They're not yeah. likely to re-sign him. I, I think David Bell fell out of favor when he ran that slow 40. Absolutely. You know, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to, and I, he's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's Mark Schlereth. He's like, you know how many 40s you have to run in the NFL after the combine? Zero. Fat zero. Zero. It's real simple. Can he get open? Now, I remember a certain team. They're from East Lansing, Michigan. They were the number one team in the nation in college football. Do you remember that team? Uh, Is it the green and white? It is the Green and White of Michigan State. And they, they played a certain team from West Lafayette, Indiana. And a certain wide receiver beat the brakes off of them. Do you know who that wide receiver was? Yeah, it was David Bell for like 220. I, 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 th- this is what happens when we get too cute for the room. David Bell, three years. There, there were people who, when Rondell Moore was drafted in the second round, people were saying, he's not even the best receiver on his own team. Jerry, outside the combine, what happened to David Bell? I mean, he had good draft capital. He was had good production. The combine was the was the red X, and not even all the combine, just the one thing, the one thing that everybody pays too much attention to. 
You know, I'm I'm going to send uh, Matt Kelly, aka the Pot Father, a, a, a uh, like a bill, like a bill of lading uh, for advertising. But again, it's you, you have to give the devil his due. Mm-hmm. Playerprofiler.com, super easy to use, and that four six five forty. And you look at all those other athletic measurables. You know who he's most comparable to? Who is that? Anquan Bolden. Yeah. You know, okay. Anquan Bolden had, had a what, uh, had like a twelve like career or something. Uh, he was pretty, pretty good. And a good friend of the show, Mike Kenny, asked in the YouTube feed, how was his pro day? And he ran slow at his pro day. But, Mr. Kenny, I will say this for David Bell. At least he had the uh, the chutzpah, the guts, the testicular fortitude to run at his pro day. Because Traylon Burks didn't. He was like, four, four, five? I'm four, five, five? I'm good. Can't beat that. At least David Bell tried. So, again, where he's going, third situation, round pick. Situation, competition. We, t- we talk about value and value. Situation, competition is the theme when it comes to rookie drafts. And just a guy that doesn't have to be schemed open. He gets open by being a good wide receiver. He's not a big body clasher. I, I, I am I am in love. I've got a ton of. I think David Bell's my second most rostered rookie behind James Cook. Listen, I'm going to say something that's a little spicy, and I don't want people to take it as hot takey, but I think he has the same amount of. I think he has the same chance to be successful and dynasty relevant as somebody that's going to go at 103 or 104. If if you had to bet a sizable amount of money, now you have to give me odds. Okay, you have to give me odds. Um, you know, like like three to one. If you gave me three to one, say we bet one one hundred dollar bill, or okay. we could go like the, the like the, the comedy classic trading places, one dollar. But you have to give me three dollars. If we look back in three years, if David Bell has had a better dynasty and fantasy career three seasons from now, if he had a better career at that point than say Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson or are you shocked? Are you stunned that David Bell's had a better career to date than those guys? I wouldn't. I re- but that's how I, that's how I feel with this whole class. Like th- there's a real chance this is one of the stupidest things we ever talk about on this podcast in three years. Don't get me wrong. I, that's not true. I talked about Hakeem Butler a lot, but it, but it, it could be very wrong. Don't get me wrong. Every one of those guys could end up being superstars, and David Bell could be a crumb bump. But he's got the situation. He's got the opportunity. I'm with you. And he's got Deshaun effing Watson. Like, I, I think people forget that that man was very good. And we're going to get I, to I see that so. again, hopefully this year. So I, I hope so. I mean, just, again, looking at his, at his dominance in college, he broke out as a 19-year-old. He's coming to the NFL as a 21-year-old. I, I guess I've just seen this this play out too many times before, where a guy is labeled slow or unathletic, and he comes in and just becomes an absolute star. Whether it's Keenan Allen, whether it's DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I know those guys were drafted higher yeah. than David Bell was, but you get my point. And I think Cleveland got a steal, and I think David Bell – now, had David Bell went to a loaded situation like Arizona, had he went to the L.A. Chargers – had he went to a spot where the the wide receiver group was strong, then I probably wouldn't as be be as intrigued. Yes, of course, 
And, and I just think he plays the kind of game that's going to suit very well within that team because you've got your field stretcher in Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. You know, you got a couple of tight ends. And then who else? I mean, are you worried about Anthony Schwartz? No. That's my point. That's my point is I could see him fitting into that old Jarvis Landry role. And Jarvis Landry, as much as we didn't like him because he was boring, guy was a hell of a wide receiver, too, for a long ass time. Yeah. Long time. All right. What what else did, did did you take away from rookie drafts? Um I like I said, it was pretty chalk the first round. What who is who's a person you don't have any of? Not Drake London. You're not allowed to say Drake London because we've talked a lot about him. You know, my my uh my my love or dislove for for uh Drake London goes without saying Jahan Dotson. Okay. And I get it. I get why you would. But we'll talk about target competition. There's not a lot. There is my man, Terry McLaren. There's the return of Logan Thomas. There are the running backs. And then there's Jahan Dotson. So I could see a role. But I just asked myself, how is, how is Riverboat Ron going to win, want to win football games? And I was never a big Jahan Dotson guy to begin with. The, the situation's bad. I may look back a year from now and be like, man, I totally whiffed on Jahan Dotson, but don't like the landing spot. Don't like the quarterback. I mean, I used to like the quarterback, but, you know, me and Carson are on the outs. Right. I, I j- Just nothing really says push the button, Memphis, push the button. Who was your guy? So I have one share, but he's a, he's a person that a lot of people love. And I am just, I'm scared to death. And it's Sky Moore. I get that you go to Kansas City. I mean, you get Patrick Mahomes, and that's a wonderful thing, especially at the time when Tyreek Hill leaves. He's just little. He's gone against Matt competition. He didn't really break out until this past year. You know, he got draft capital. He got, he got a good spot. So I understand why people are taking him. And he became a darling. He he was definitely a Twitter darling for a couple of weeks there. You, you know what? You know what my issue is with with, with Sky Moore, and, and you just kind of touched on it. Yeah. And and, and people get zero credit because they they act too smart for their own good. Of course. We all like Sky Moore. I like yeah. Sky Moore. Yeah. Um, the the week that you had to work and Cody Carpentier, again from Roto Underworld, Matt that that bill is in the mail. Pay it. And I had Cody on from from Roto Underworld, and you know he he and I you know, talked about that situation. I, I, I don't get it, Jerry. You're, like, you're, I, I, I mean, I understand why you take it. He just it scares me a little bit. I mean, he's a sub 200 pound guy, five foot 10. Like, I don't know. But I wanted him on my Colts. I wanted Sky Moore on my Colts. We wanted him Pittsburgh. He got the QB. Why is that a problem? But like, and like, what he is the second what round is, draft capital? Why, why, why? Here, here's what happened. I, you know, I invented this, by the way. I am 100 taking credit for this term within the dynasty and fantasy space. When you put fatigue on the end of something, because I stole that from another genre of podcast, by the way, but I brought it here, you sons of bitches. But anyway, where you have Zeke Elliott fatigue. Yeah. You know, it, it, we, we, we do at this point. You have Mike Evans fatigue. You don't want to win with these boring old veterans because they're boring and old. You would rather be in the middle with a new hotness than win with the really good player. There is, after four years, there is a Kansas City Chiefs fatigue. 
We're tired of them being good. We're tired of them winning. We're tired of them kicking everyone's ass. And we don't want to see the Chiefs be successful. And therefore, even though he was a guy we all liked in, in Dynasty coming into the NFL draft, I think this, I think Sky Moore is being unfairly lumped in with Kansas City Chiefs fatigue. We're so burnt out. It's the same reason why Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he's fallen to number two in QB Superflex rankings across the board, wherever you get him. He's my two. But this is the thing. It is the fatigue, and it's weird. It's weird that a guy who averaged seven-plus targets per game over his career leaves, which simple math means there's seven targets per game up for grabs. Hmm. A good opportunity, a good offense. You get Andy Reid, a great play caller. You get a great quarterback. You get an open spot, and all of a sudden we don't like him. Make it make sense, Jerry. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's just him, right? Like, how good but, was Tyreek? How good was Tyreek Hill to that situation, though? Tyreek Hill was a. Forget Tyreek Hill for a second. What did Sky Moore do from April 20th to today? We loved him on the 20th. The 28th, he became a chief. Now we don't like him as much. And he's on a great team. Well, I mean, I, listen, I was I was a little skeptical going in. So that, it's, it's not fair because I'm not a huge fan of overhyping him. The problem is, is where people are taking him too, because this is a anywhere from a 106-ish to a 111 guy. And he's just, there's there's just things I'm worried about. I have one share. I think I took him at 108, which I, I knew it was a risk when I took it, but I wanted to have one in case I was wrong. You know, and, and, and here's the thing. I'm not saying he's going to be Tyreek Hill. He's not. But, but, but he's a guy. But, but this, is, this is the part that frustrates me. The real NFL guys liked him. Lance yeah. Zerline, Greg Cosell, all of these guys liked him. The dynasty community liked him. Then he goes to the place, and all of a sudden, he just got weird. I, did, I don't know. It, I, 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 I am honestly I'm worried about the state of that offense without Tyreek Hill. Because nobody's going to be able to replicate it. I, I know why they drafted McCole Hardman, but get the f out of here. Like, uh, if you and, want to give me a size, if if if, if you now, if you were a Skymore detractor before the draft, then I will hear you be a Skymore detractor now. Yes, I, I have no problem with that. But this is where I want the listener to be very careful. This is the flip flop nature of the dynasty services, and I understand that Jerry and I try to have a little bit more of an advanced, nuanced show. Because a lot of the big boys, footballers, ESPN, they're starting to do more Dynasty content. It's great. That's your missionary position. Jerry and I are into that weird exotic stuff. Can I get a hey now? But but, but that's where you have to be real careful of where you get your Dynasty content. If someone flip-flopped on Sky more pre-draft to post-draft, they need to explain to you why. And if they can't, they're probably yanking on you. And and let me say this. While I was a little bit skeptical going in, I've taken him much higher than I expected to because of the situation, just simply based on the fact that he went to Kansas City and there is an opening. There is a 0% chance I would have taken him in the first round if he didn't land in such a conducive spot like he did. But that said, still worries me. You know, where I saw him going initially was in the same range I'm taking, James Cook. I yeah. I, I can appreciate that he's a Kansas City Chief. Yep. I can tell you that I liked him before the draft. 
But if I'm standing there looking at the draft button and Sky Moore and James Cook are both on the board and it's the 110-111, I'm hitting James Cook every single time. That's why I've only got one Sky Moore. I only didn't do that once, and it was so I could take Sky more than one time. I like to diversify, and I can Wu-Tang tell you another Clan financial taught me that. Let, let's say, let's say you weren't like me, and you weren't winning a lot of leagues or getting a lot of second places <laughs> in a lot of leagues, but maybe you traded for that one ten, one eleven, one twelve. Yeah, I can understand there. Whereas a rebuilding, non-contending team, that even though you have that contender's pick, the running back may not be the best move for you. I can totally dig that. I can dig that 100%. Where you could say, hey, you know what? The the upside risk of, of James Cook with the life cycle of running backs is just not worth it for me here. I'm going to take the wide receiver because I'm rebuilding. I can dig that 1,000%. But where I was drafting based off the rosters I was drafting off of, it made more sense for me to take James Cook, but I, I have nothing against Sky Moore. I, I think it's a, a great landing. I would take Sky Moore over Jahan Dotson, over, over, over Christian Watson. I, I mean, how many wide receivers are well, you taking right, ahead of on, Sky on, Moore? Go back to Watson. What what is it? What is your what is your trepidation with him? I don't know. Not a good route runner. Drop issues in college. Situation. Okay. Competition. Did, 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 did you not hear the the list of rookie wide receivers that have never cracked 500 yards or 40 catches with with, with Aaron Rodgers, uh, including including some all time greats like Devontae Adams and some all time really goods and Jordy Nelson and and the like. But there was also Hall of Fame options on the other side of them too. There is not now. You tell me if this sentence makes sense. Go ahead. Poor route runner with drop issues has successful rookie campaign with quarterback who has never given a rookie more than 45 receptions and more than 500 yards. And that quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, who values precision and reliable wide receivers. I agree. Here's so, the thing. so why would I value him? The, the organization trades up to the number 34 pick that has Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback and the competition is Alan Lazard. Did Aaron Rodgers... Well, no, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have shit to do with the picking of that team. That I don't have shit to do with Christian Watson. I'm, you I'm see this? Saying, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I get it. Aaron Rodgers determines Aaron Rodgers how this offense goes. Aaron Rodgers has to throw it to Christian Watson. You know what? Because I, the alternative is Alan motherfucking Lazard, who isn't worth a wet fart. Well, I, I, I trust any wide receiver in Green Bay as much as I trust a wet fart which, in white which pants. Is, which is fair. In white pants, Jerry. White <laughs> pants. After a night of drinking, too. That's what I'm saying. I get it, but, like, it, as far as where you're going to take a wide – let's – best situation, it's Christian Watson, as far as a wide receiver is concerned. Disagree 100%. There's where are no, we going? What, th- th- this, where are we going? Jamison Williams, Chris Olave. Jared, Jared Goff with Amon Ra and TJ Hawkinson. I, Amon Ra doesn't bother me. I, the only, the only thing that bothered bother me about Jameson, Jared Goff's just going to forget that he threw eight to him eight times for 90 yards, seven straight times in a row? No way. I, 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 I'm not saying he's going to forget, but I, I, how many guys are you, are you taking uh, ahead of, of Christian Watson? Because uh, he needs a bunch. Listen, certainly, certainly three. John, they're, all, they're all running backs. But I, I, I also – George Pickens or Christian Watson? The, I've I've switched hit. 
I huh? honestly, I, I, I've switched hit in my drafts. I've had the option to take both. I've taken. You have both. to pick one now, Jerry. We're, we're just Christian talking Watson. in a vacuum. Christian Watson. Too You're much wrong. You're sorry. Better, you're just, better quarterback, less competition. You know what? The quarterback is better. The situation's not and there's better. less competition. The, the, the historical data says this is a horrible pick. The historical data says that his skill set does not match what the quarterback does. You can't force a round peg in the square hole because it's the only peg you have. See, but, but 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 what makes it a round peg in a square hole? Just because he hasn't previously, but he's, he's also a sloppy had, route runner with a quarterback who also, values precision. Also had elite competition with rookie wide receivers there. Those are not there. Like he's he's going against guys that are going to be in free agency this time next season. And I see those being the guys like Robert Tanyan coming off the ACL, Alan Lazard. Like even take thirty-year-old Robert Tanyan off of ACL. I'm like not, if that, it, listen, listen. No, there's I'm a saying, chance I'm, Christian I'm Watson saying, is a bum. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, one thousand percent. There's a chance he's a bum. But if he's not a bum, he has to beat out fucking old ass Robert Tanyan, piece of crap Alan Lazard. The 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 path to success is so short. It is it is a walking path. It is not a freeway. It is not any of that. It listen. There's a, you're right. He does have drop issues, and he he is you know I don't know. I'm not a scout. A suboptimal it, it, route runner. That's we'll what they say. That. But he's also a giant man who can run really fast, and Aaron Rodgers can still throw the ball really far. So if he can get around a guy for one second, Aaron Rodgers gonna find him. And Aaron Rodgers is going to have to play against the Detroit Lions twice and the Chicago Bears twice. Like, and if there's one thing that Aaron Rodgers got, it's it. I, I, he, I, he I agree. And, and, the, and the Devontae Adams being gone is there. But I, I will still say, if I'm taking any skill position, especially if we're going redraft for just a second, it's Aaron Jones. That's he's getting, fair. All, I mean, he's getting I'm, all I'm the targets. And, and when, when, when Green Bay's up, you just said Green Bay's going to be up a lot, right? Yeah. Do you see him just heave hoeing the ball up to up to old Mr. Watson, or just checking no. it, checking it down, keeping it close? But they're going to be up games. because they heave hoed the ball to Christian Watson. Man, if you told me Aaron you, Jones is going to be hurt, a twenty-seven year old, always broken ass Aaron Jones. If you told me this is the best podcast segment we've done in a long time. If you tell me you're taking Christian Watson in a dynasty best ball league, fine, no problem because he might win you a week. Like. I, I, you're, I don't, you're really, you're I don't really, understand the argument of not taking some shots on him. Like, you're really going to submit lineup I got, with Christian Watson. I got, I got to rely year. on Zach Wilson growing as a quarterback, and, and he has Elijah Moore there, even though they just drafted a running back, even though they already had a running back and they have a defensive-minded coach. So, like, I'm thinking that's going to be a conducive spot. I, I, I don't. Like, Garrett Wilson scares the absolute shit out of me. Chris Lave, I got to rely on Michael Thomas not showing up. Like there are so so many red flags with every single one of them, I feel like not taking a shot on Christian Watson is crazy. Like it, it, I'm not saying you, like overwhelmingly you, take him at 104, but at like one 110, you got to take him over those guys every once in a while. If any, but but your only argument is opportunity. Nothing about his game and nothing about his quarterback I, I game. Disagree. Says these two I, are I, don't, I don't think he's that bad. Like I'm not going to come out here and talk about his route running because there's a zero percent chance. I'm ever scouting any player because I'm not qualified to. Yeah, I'm I, I'm just going off of the the data of Aaron Rodgers. And and you do bring up a good point about the target competition those rookies had versus because you know there was Donald Triver there with um Jordy Nelson and there was Jordy Nelson there with Devontae Adams. So I I, I do get and some Randall of that. Cobb. Huh? And Randall Cobb. 
Yeah, I, I just uh, if 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 you're if I just can't bank a, a pick on this guy gelling with Aaron Rodgers, who's not even show up at, at OTAs to even work with this kid. So makes me too nervous. So that was a good segment to uh, to start winding the showdown. What what else have you seen that that made you go hmm? Chris Olave going earlier than I thought. I just mentioned him. Like, there's been times when he's sort of one of those guys that's in the Christian Watson, George Pickens range. Also, sometimes I see him going off the board at, like, 104. Like, just just sporadically. What do you think of that situation? And that was who again? Chris Olave. I, I, I don't know. I, I like Chris Olave. Um, now, there's a guy who kind of fits more in what the with, with his quarterback. I agree. You know, I, I think the Chris Olave, Jameis Winston connection is pretty good. By the way, Jameis Winston, low key, two year super flex asset. Because you know what they gave up for, for Chris Olave? The total math on it? Mm-mm. One first, a second, two thirds, and I believe a fifth. That's what the math ended up being when they did the, the, the initial trade for the pick with, with Philadelphia. And with the trade up in the first round to get to 111 to get him. Gross. So if you're Mickey Loomis, which you're Mickey Loomis, you know, you, you've got a, a pretty good track record there in New Orleans, but, but you need this guy to be good. For sure. And he's only really competing with Michael Thomas. And is Michael Thomas still Michael Thomas? I guess time will tell. But, but, but to get back to your question, um, the 104 is too high. Yeah, well, but yeah. if I but if I'm in that weird window of, and I think it is weird to be quite honest, in that 104 through 108, you know, I, I've not drafted there a lot, but 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 that's where I've diversified. I got a Jameis Williamson share here, I've got a Chris Olave share there, I've got a Traylon Burks here, but I do not have any uh, Drake London anywhere. I got one. <laughs> that was zero. You are an exquisite Dr. Seuss author. I, 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 I will not eat him. I will not draft him on a train. I will not draft Drake <laughs> London on a plane. I will not draft him on a boat. I will not draft <laughs> him with a goat. I will not uh, drink. I will not draft him with green eggs and ham. I will not draft him. Sam, I am. There will be no Drake London. I got one. But, I got one. Okay. I got one just to diversify, but a lot of 103s. And what am I missing? I don't know. Like I, I just I can't rely on Marcus Mariota, and I think Kyle Pitts is the better player, and he just doesn't profile to what the modern NFL wide receiver that's succeeding is. So I don't, I don't really. I, get it. I'm with I, I, I'm with you. I I took one because I can be wrong, which is why I like to diversify and I like to take a person. I think I took him at 104. Just, I you know, just, it, it was already it was a good team, and I had the 101, and I traded back and got a little bit of extra juice. I went okay. Well, we'll we'll take it. Oh no, because because here's the thing: we could be having this conversation a year from now. Calvin Ridley gets reinstated. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts takes another step, and he's the third option for a team with a rookie QB. And you want and you want me to push the button at the 103 or the 104? Get the hell out of here! I hear you. And I've seen I've seen a lot of 103s, a lot of 102s too. And I just I can't I cannot cannot condone that. You know I would I would love to do a poll of the people who have pulled the trigger on Drake in that range, 
and I would love to know their age and how long they've been playing Dynasty. And it's and, and, and this this is more of where I get into the psychological component of the game. I love next level thinking, and I would love to get the the age range of those people and how long if they've been playing like five, eight years. I'm wondering how many of those people remember seeing Des Bryant and Calvin Johnson and guys like that just absolutely destroy. I think that's why people still love Cortland Sutton. I think there's this old school fascination with the 6'3", 6'4", Randy Moss, again, Calvin Johnson, just seeing these guys dunk on people. And in the day and age of quarterbacks like Tua, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, on and on and on you go. The 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 safe play is always that short over the middle. And unless he was with a court, I, I think the, the best fit for a guy like Drake London would have been Justin Herbert, would have been Josh Allen, would have been because, and it's not because, well, yeah, they're the best quarterbacks in the league. Right. No shit, Memphis. You know, it's not why. It's because these are big arm guys that aren't afraid to turn the ball go. But he got drafted by a guy who's the ultimate play at safe guy. Ask Corey Davis how it was playing with Marcus Mariota. The NFL just does not play that style of game anymore. And that's why that's my fascination with the the psychology of the people drafting him. I think they just have that image of those old school big body clashers who just dunked on people etched on their brain and it makes them push the button. Because when you look at him, the specimen, the athlete, he didn't run. Even at his pro day, that's neither here nor there. He capitalized on it himself and got drafted eighth overall. But I, I, I just wonder if that's dynasty gamers who have been playing for a long time that are tantalized by that that physical size. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Wasn't Corey Davis a relatively big guy? Was he like I, I think he was like six two ish, six three. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can pull that up while while you continue to talk. Yeah, I mean, the number five overall. I think yeah, six three. Number five overall, Marcus Mariota. How'd he turn out? He went 102, 103 in some rookie drafts. 6'3, 210. Yeah. Devontae Parker, another guy. I think he went 11th overall to Miami yeah. and went very highly in rookie drafts. It, it's um, in Keel Harry a couple of years ago. There's this love of, again, and, and I don't blame you, I'm older than most of the people listening to this show. But I've moved on. The NFL, and I'm stealing this from Colin Cowherd, by the way, and this podcast is going long. If you've made it this far, thanks for sticking around with us. But Colin Cowherd always says this, and he's right. The only industry that moves faster than the NFL is tech. And what worked in the tech industry even two years ago is obsolete now. And the NFL is very much the same way. What worked two years ago Five years ago, you think about the the Seahawks when they were winning Super Bowls, <laughs> Cam Newton getting to a Super Bowl versus how the game's played now, the running back position. The NFL is always changing, evolving. And if you look retroactively at what worked in the past, it's hard, to, again, it's hard to turn down the tantalizing size of a Corey Davis, a Devontae Parker, a Drake London. But we just don't play that way anymore. We don't have the quarterbacks to play that way anymore, Jerry. Well, but let's uh, let's before we wrap it up. I got to talk about this guy because he's a bigger guy, and he actually probably profiles those guys a little bit closer. But for some reason, I sort of like him. 
I sort of like the situation that he's in is Traylon Burks. Now, Mike said he took him at 102. That's too spicy for me. I love K9 personally, but I at least have three shares of Traylon Burks because in that range, for whatever reason it is, I sort of feel like he's the safest. He essentially uh, got traded for A.J. Brown straight out, which Mike Vrabel did not want that. Everybody that watched the draft saw that. But if you're going to do something like that, you absolutely have to get him the ball. And his competition is Robert Woods, who is a good NFL wide receiver. He's getting up there. New team is not usually favorable to to wide receivers like that. But I, I am I am very interested. So I'll I'll get I'll get to Traylon Burks in just a second. Okay. Our buddy Mike in the chat and, and YouTube said, "Inkeel Harry was a big guy?" Question mark. Yeah, six. Six yes. two two twenty eight yeah. per again per player profiler. I have it pulled up on my on my computer so I can you know quickly get stats on these guys. Traylon I didn't Burke, hear I'll, any of the clicking though. You you should unmute it so you. Can. <laughs> I'm just gonna let the list. I'm gonna let the listener. Some of us are good at this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give us a. I'm gonna give us a quick pause. Let the listener take that in. <laughs> Memphis is on the computer. Zero clicks of the mouse. Jerry on the computer. Click 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 click. Think about it. Think about it. Um, but but Traylon Burks, six foot two, two hundred and twenty four pounds. I get it, but I re- but, but here's the thing, he is now battling cornerback ones in the NFL, which is fair. You know he's he's going to be battling some studs, and and if you're a DC and you want to take him away, how much NFL double coverage does he beat? I know he beat some in the in the SEC, which is the best college conference in. In America, I get that, for sure. but but who else? If you were a DC and you were, if, if you, I don't know who the Colts' new DC was. It used to be Matt Eberflus, now head coach of the Bears. But if if you were the head Colts, the the the, the defensive coordinator of the Colts, who would you double team? Who would you take away in this offense? I mean, well, outside of Derrick Henry, but is Akina Whiteside? Are you going to worry about him? No. I mean, who who are you worried about? What you're banking on is Robert Woods going back and being healthy. Well, that too. But like play, play action to Traylon Burks. Everybody looking at Derrick Henry and you can maybe slip. And and, and I – You got I can, any? I can, you I got any Burks? Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. I don't okay. remember ever pushing the button. I made some bids on him in the two auctions I'm in. Okay. I, I just – I don't value him. Again, I know that I could fully be wrong on this. Um, I, I think he feels more like a wide receiver too. I don't. I don't I ever get. Fair. I don't ever get that feeling that that we're going to be talking about Traylon Burks as a top twelve wide receiver in a startup. Here's what I will say about that, though. Okay, that's what AJ Brown was. Nobody wants to hear that. AJ yeah, Brown never that, had. AJ Brown never had 1,100 yards in a season. Let that sink in that I just said that. Never had 1,100 yards in a season. So if Traylon Burks can have a good first six or seven games, which he will have the opportunity to do if he is built for this league, the hype and the name sort of recognition will will explode, and I think his value will be stable. That's that's, and It's another one of those things of – situation and his competition. His competition is Robert Woods, who's a good NFL wide receiver. The rest of it is not. And he was drafted early. So he's going to be given an opportunity 
immediately. And if he can do it, and I think he's in a spot that he can't do it. But scares the shit out of me too, just like everybody else. You know, good college measurables. Um, you know, you got to remember that AJ Brown played in college with DK Metcalf and yeah. Demarcus Lodge, who did get drafted in the NFL, yeah. and Dawson Knox. And he was a much better, not, not a tremendously better, but definitely a better athlete than Traylon Burks. So, I, I, I think Traylon Burks was drafted. I, I just feel a, a wide receiver too. I, I don't, I don't ever feel like I'm, I, and I could like, again, guys. When but, I, but now let me, let me, let me counter. Sure. How confident? How confident are you that the rest of these wide receivers can be wide receiver twos? Um, or, or wide receiver ones. Is that, is that what you're trying to figure out? Like who do I no, see in this class either. having the upside to, to be, I yes, think most, yeah. I think, I think this is a class of guys that three years from now, I think most of these guys will be drafted as wide receiver twos or worse. I, I think see, the guy, I think I, the guys, I think, I think we're closer to worse than, than we are to wide receiver. Twos, I, I think there different. are two guys. I think there are two guys. And, and, and in fairness, part of it has to do with the pedigree of their college program. Because people, I, it's I, I call it the Ohio State deference. People are always going to give the Ohio State, the Alabama, they're always going to give that guy a break. Yeah. Because because you know it's uh it's the Curtis Samuel corollary. People still talk about court, Curtis Samuel going into year five. Yeah. He went to Ohio State. People again. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. People cannot get that memory of Saturday afternoons on the couch watching this guy dominate. They just they just cannot shake it. So I think if there were two guys that had the ability in this class to be wide receiver ones in two years, top 12 dynasty wide receivers, I think the two are Jamison Williams, and I think the other one's Garrett Wilson. See, I think it's I think Jamison Williams as well. Maybe that's just Honolulu blue glasses. I think the other one's Traylon Burks, though. I, I, I just don't see it. I, I mean, I, I hear you. I, mean, I, just, I, mean, I, but, I am also an Elijah Moore guy. Like, I'm not certain – that Elijah Moore isn't better than Garrett Wilson. I I would agree with that. And the the, the gap in their and if draft that's capital, the case, if that's the case, neither of them are going to be elite. It really so with that one right there, that one's going to come down to situational usage and yep. where they line up. And, and something else. And at this point, we're no longer going off of a show sheet. We're just two yeah. guys talking at this point. Yeah. You know, that Jets offense is, is the one reason why I have a little trepidation on Brees Hall. You know, I love Brees Hall. I traded I, I traded for the 101 from you yeah. in a in a trade that included Joe Mixon. Yeah. I love Brees Hall. But I will tell you, the Jets run a variation of that Shanahan offense on turf where Saquon Barkley got hurt in MetLife Stadium that just absolutely eats running backs alive. Yeah, it eats them alive. It's like people. Um, I was chatting with someone on Twitter the other day about Elijah Mitchell. Oh, it was uh, Shane Hallam, good friend of the show, Shane P. Hallam. Oh, I said I saw and, that. And um, I understand why people would like Elijah Mitchell. You know, he he thinks he would be worth around the one hundred eight, one hundred nine. In this Shanahan offense, in five years with Kyle Shanahan as the head coach, no running back has led that team in. Uh, rushing yardage two years in a row, five years. And all of them have had injury issues, whether it was Tevin Coleman, Trey Sermon, Elijah Mitchell, Raheem Mostert, on and on and on it goes. It's an offense that eats 
running backs. It's a stadium that already ate a great running back in Saquon Barkley. If I had to tell you that was my reason for being nervous about Brees Hall, is that a fair concern? I've already drafted more than my share of Brees Hall because I've traded up for him, I believe. But that's my reason why I would be concerned. I believe as well. But I'm with you. Jets scare the shit out of me. And here's the thing. This is like, you know, we're talking about how the Jets could suck. How old is Zach Wilson? He's got to be like 21, right? Like the, hey, there's a, ch- there's a chance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was super young when he came out last year. There's a chance he doesn't Sam Darnold this. And there's a chance he grows. And he, he has a better opportunity because he has, it's not Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunua or whoever the hell Sam Darnold had. You know, he, he's got legitimate pieces. I mean, I mean and he, he is if 22. He, he is okay. 22 as we speak. Okay. I mean, he looks like he's 16, but 22 works. So he, he could take a very big step. It's year two. You know, year two is when guys do a lot of that kind of stuff. So if he yeah. does, then, you know, then I, I will 100% be wrong on Garrett Wilson. You, you know why I like Zach Wilson a little bit more going into year two than maybe some of his contemporaries? Why is that? And, and even to a degree, Justin Fields, who I am not a fan of. Right. Those guys will let the deep ball go. Yeah. They're not and, – and, and I know Mac had a good rookie year, plays it safe. And yeah. if you look over, I think it was from week 13 through week 18 last year, if you look at that six-week window of fantasy points, Zach Wilson scored more points, fantasy points, than any rookie QB in that range. He came back from the injury. Did he really? He, he did. You know who scored the second most Davis, in that range? Or Davis, Davis Mills. Mills. Yeah. So there is room. You know, year two in the NFL, year two in this offense. You, I think they added to the offensive line. I know they signed Lakin Tomlinson, uh, offensive lineman from the Niners last year, former Lion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, first um, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson. You know, year Jeremy two Ruckert. for huh? Jeremy Ruckert. Jeremy Ruckert. They also brought in two tight ends. One of them was uh, C.J. Uzoma, and I'm drawing a blank on the other. But this is uh, a, a guy that's not afraid to put the ball in the air. They also brought back ba- Braxton Berrios. So if you told me out of, I'll, I'll just I'll word it this way: if we look back a year from now and we say, "Wow, the biggest year two quarterback leap was taken by Zach Wilson," would I endorse it today? No. Would I be surprised by it? No. No. The, the the range of every quarterback of last year's rookie class, not named Mac Jones, and even to a degree Trevor Lawrence, is anywhere today, between two years from now, the range of those rookie QBs from last year is from top 12 startup QB to Buster Rooney. Yeah. The 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 difference is the the, the gap is huge. I'm 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 with you, and and here's the thing we've learned about the NFL: if they don't like the guy, they will move on. How it's, you doing, Baker Mayfield? How you doing, Josh Rosen? I mean, it's it's the craziest thing. Sam Darnold, and, and you know, I'm. I think we're only going to see more of it. I think I yeah, think as I as contract prices for second year for second contracts. Uh, oh, thank you to Mike in the chat. It was uh, Tyler Conklin. They brought in CJ uh, Uzoma and Tyler Conklin. And then drafted Jeremy Ruckert. There's your dynasty taxi stash right there in two, two QB, excuse me, uh, two tight end and super flex leagues. Stash Rooney, third round draft capital. 
like him quite a bit because those veterans don't have huge contracts. But I, I think that's where I think that's where the value lies. There you go, Jerry. A little bit long for us. A little bit long. Yeah, I, I mean, it we was, argued. It's, it's Mom and Dad had a fight. Yeah, but we honestly we need that because you know we are we are in pretty lockstep with a lot of people. You know, we found out Christian Watson is not one of those people. It's just not. I mean, it's not my fault you like him. Yeah. I mean, I like Justin Jefferson, too. So uh, You did? Whoa! I got one. I got one, baby. Uh, I, I'm going to hold I, on to that one and get it by the board. I've, uh, go I've, down I've to never not owned a miss. I was a, little, <laughs> I was a little too low on A.J. Brown. I was, um, but I peeled the cover off of the ball with Terry McLaren. I mean, you're, you're going to have your hits. You're going to have your misses. And that's why... Again, dynasty is such a fun game. It is, so but, that, but but that's why you can't get so butthurt. Can we? How about we end it on this before we talk about my buddy Matt over hate brand goes? How about we end it on this? It doesn't make a difference who you take after the one hundred three, in my opinion. I, I don't need to give you permission because hopefully you're adult. If you're a minor, I'm glad you're playing dynasty. Be careful on the internet; people are weird. But if you draft anybody. After the 103, after the 102, because it's got to be Brees Hall. It's got to be Kenneth Walker. You draft who you want. Because the odds of that guy hitting, oh, what about Chris Olave? I don't care. I don't care. Draft who you want. Draft who your research has led you to believe is the best player. Because in this draft, more than any other, the odds of getting it right go way down after the 102. How many people in your leagues, Jerry, did they say, oh, this pick's on the board? And how many people actually traded up to get the 106? None. (laughs) Nobody. I mean, if you wanted wanted to send me the 106, I'll give you a 2023 second because I don't even want to push the button. I just don't even want to push the button. That's how ugly this draft is. But if you're on the clock with the 106 and and you want to draft James Cook, go for it. You want to draft Christian Watson? Go for it. If your process and your research has led you to believe that's your guy, do it. Do not believe anybody who tells you that there's a right or a wrong answer. You know why? Because they have no idea. Because those are the same people that promoted Jalen Rager, right? Like uh, there was was 102, 103s for Jalen Rager. And, you know, me telling you that Hakeem Butler was good. And there's those every single year and no year. I, I mean, listen, there were, we've played this game for a long time, not as long as others, but there is Keel Harry went consensus in Keel Harry in Keel motherfucking Harry went consensus in 2019 over DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Consensus. Corey, Davis, Corey Davis over Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, John Ross John over Alvin Kamara. Okay. Okay, O.J. Howard over Alvin Kamara. Ronald Jones over D.J. Moore. Carry on Johnson over D.J. Moore. Anyone who tells you they know definitively how these guys are going to turn out are wrong. They're wrong. If they did, they'd be the most successful dynasty entity in the world. So always check us out here at the Dynasty War Zone. Listen to our buddies over at the DTC, the Dynasty Happy Hour. My buddy Cody Carpentier, great point of, of reference. So many good people do this. And then once you've listened to everybody, read everybody, you've done the wisdom of crowds, 
come over and join patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone and hear what the patrons in the group hat group chat have to say about that. How about that, Jerry? That's I mean, listen, man, that we, just got, we, we just got done saying nobody knows, but you take all the information you can possibly make and make the smartest decisions. And we have a group that is in there that is impeccable. Like, psychopaths is what they are like you call them impeccable which is a, a much more friendly term i call them psychopaths because we're psychopaths that's true. the reason we sit here and we talk this game and we've done it and we study for years and, and do the research and and we watch the combine and we watch the drafts and we we do everything because we all love this game and if you're listening to this podcast on may 10th you absolutely effing love this game too well, Unless you, your mama Sinclair, then you just like seeing her baby boy's face. Hi, mommy, love you. Your mom don't even watch this show. But anyway, uh, we're going to get I, out of here. I, I feel it. We're going to get out of here. We're going to tell you about Hate Brand Goods. If you're into Psychopaths, they're doing a special Friday the 13th drop. It's a, uh, a Halloween uh, flavor drop. It's a slasher, you know, in honor of Friday the 13th. They did this a while ago with Nightmare on Elm Street themed stuff. When I say Halloween, I mean like Michael Myers, not like like pumpkins and whatnot. But if you're into slasher flicks, small batch stuff that's really cool, A, set a timer to get there. This stuff will sell out. They did a May the 4th drop with a, a certain green Star Wars character. It literally sold out in 19 minutes. I pissed around, didn't even get one myself. So if you're into small batch stuff that's unique, that you're not going to walk into Dick's or Academy or, or, or whatever and walk out with, Go to Hate Brand Goods. Go to HVIII.com. And if you see anything you like, including this drop on Thursday, use promo code Memphis. They have the coffee mug, kick today in the dick, and so much more. And you're supporting a small business guy and fellow podcaster. So head over to the HVIII.com or check out their app in both the Apple and Google Play app stores. And uh, support the show. Check out Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry and I will be back here next week. Maybe we'll be arguing. Maybe there'll be a guest. We'll be talking rookies. We'll, we'll probably do rookies through the month of May. It's fair. Then, then we'll get into some uh, some team breakdowns and what it looks like going into training camp. Sound good? God, it sounds so great. Uh, can't wait. We're going to have some rookie mini camp. I, like, if, if the NFL wanted to charge me, like, 10 bucks a, a month, like, just for the month of, you know, like, May and June for, like, rookie mini camp and stuff like that, we're like, are you a golf guy at all? Uh, not a not a ton. I'm not, but I have a coworker who's a huge golf guy, and he buys like the Masters live stream pass or whatever, and he can literally go from like golf hole to hole to hole, and he can watch any group anytime, and like he pays for this. NFL, if you're listening, I would pay for that. You could literally go from camp to camp to camp, and you could watch these guys like in shorts and t-shirts throwing footballs. I take my money. I give you. I, I, I'd pay. I'd pay up for it. Jerry would too. 100%. You're welcome. We're making the rich richer, Jerry. That's what we do. We're That's making fine. your dynasty roster, rosters richer. We're making the NFL richer. I mean, we're here just giving away million dollar ideas. But we'll be back next week. But on behalf of that man, his name is Gerald J. Sinclair. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis, and follow the show everywhere at Dynasty except TikTok. Because one day we'll get a TikTok. But as of today, May 10th, fuck TikTok. And on behalf of Jerry, I am Memphis. Have a great week. We'll see you back back here next week for more Dynasty goodness. Thanks, guys. I mean- hey, Brand Goods. That's us. 
you know, very, very proud of the brand and very proud of what we stand for, man. We stand for those who give a shit. We want to be with those who want to do more. And no matter what your pursuit is and whatever it is, as long as you're holding yourself to a higher standard and you're being accountable to what your goals are, we got your back. Hate brand goods, spread hate, always party. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak